Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome again, and please be turning in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 42. As we've been going through uh, the Old Testament scriptures, our congregation's been, uh, many of us reading through the scriptures together, one word you'll hear over and over again is hear or listen, obey, and it seems like, as you think about it, the Israelites were not always really good at doing that. Um, I'd noted that in one of our earlier emails regarding the daily uh, reading, in Jeremiah, the word here is used over and over again. And it's also translated into the word obey. Because for the Israelites and for God, if you hear, then you will obey. That is what you do. And if you're not listening, not hearing, you're not obeying. So they are kind of hearing and obeying. Um, I looked in the, the New Testament. That's true. The New Testament word for obey is rooted in the word hear. So that, that's why, you know, as parents, we say, I wish you would listen to me. We mean, I wish you would obey. Listen, we obey. That is the thought. Now, one of the interesting things then that I have discovered is recently I was thinking about um, there's a list of commands that comes up with, um, I think his name was Maimonides, Maimonides or Maimonides. I don't remember exactly how to say his name, but he came up with a list of old, a number of commands in the Old Testament within the, the, the law. And he came up with, I believe it was six hands. Um, and the verse, it, and it was interesting, one of those commands is, comes from uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, where it, it simply says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. That is listed as a command. And I never really understood it until just recently, that the idea of, for them, when, when God says, Hear, O Israel, that is a command. The command is, listen, Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Listen. Listen is a command. When we get to Jeremiah, that command to listen, to hear over and over again, it shows they're failing to do the very first and greatest command is to hear the Lord God. So since they failed to listen like they should, God sent the people into exile in Babylon they wouldn't listen, so he had to teach them a lesson. They got put into captivity, taken away into exile in Babylon, far away. But God left a remnant in Judah. That remnant stayed, and Jeremiah was there. He stayed with them. And you can read that about that leading up just right in the preceding chapters to verse 40, to chapter 42 in Jeremiah. So here was a remnant. Jerusalem has been destroyed. It's been burnt to the ground. The temple's gone. The city's gone. They're, everything they loved has been destroyed. And there are some of the people left in that area. They're called the remnant. So since Jeremiah, we know, had been preaching for 40 years, telling them, listen, listen, you're not listening to God. You need to listen. And he was warning them, it's going to come that this everything's going to be destroyed. Jerusalem's going to be burnt to the ground. Babylon is going to come and take you away into captivity. Then when it finally happened, 
it looks like the remnant that is there left in the land would have learned their lesson. Don't you think they would listen now? Well, let's go to chapter 42. Here are verses 1 through 6. Jeremiah 42, 1 through 6. Then all the commanders of the forces, Jehoanan, uh, the son of Korea, Jezaniah, the son of Hoshiah, and the people, and all the people, both small and great, approached and said to Jeremiah, uh, to Jeremiah the prophet, Please let our petition come before you and pray for us to the Lord your God, that is for all this remnant, because we are left but a few out of many, as your own eyes now see us, that the Lord your God may tell us the way in which we should walk and the thing that we should do. So let's pause here a second. The Though there used to be a great number of Israelites in the land, now they're just a few. And so they are humbly coming to Jeremiah and they're saying, pray to the Lord for us and ask him to let us know the way we should walk and what we should do. Let him tell us how to live. Tell him, let us, we're going to listen and we're going to do what he says. Verse four continues. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard you. Behold, I'm going to pray to the Lord your God in accordance with your words, and I will tell you the whole message which the, which the Lord will answer you. I will not keep back a word from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be true and faith, a true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with the whole message with which the Lord your God will send you to us. Whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, we will listen to the voice of the Lord our God, to whom we are sending you, so that may go well with us when we listen to the voice of the Lord our God. Now, at the end of 10 days, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. So 10 days later, they're going to get the message that they've requested. So the remnant's basic request is this. It says, they say, um, whether it is pleasant, did you hear that? Whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, we will listen to the voice of the Lord our God. Now that's pretty wise. It tells me that they had actually perhaps learned a little bit of something from uh, what had led up to this point in time. They actually saw that everything that Jeremiah had said in the past, all of the warnings that he gave, they did come to pass. God did what he said he would do. Jeremiah is proven to be a true prophet. We better listen to him. So they go to him and say, let us know what we should do. We're just a few people left in the land. What should we do? So 10 days later, they're going to get the answer. And they had, mind you, they had said, we're going to do it if it's, whether it's easy or whether it's hard, we don't care. What you say, we will do. I want to read verses uh 10 through 12, just a couple of highlights out of what God said to them. Verse number 10. Um, this, is, this is God speaking. He says, if you will indeed stay in this land, then I will build you up and not tear you down. And I will plant you and not uproot you. For I will relent concerning the, calam the calamity that I have inflicted on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon. 
whom you are now fearing. Do not be afraid of him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. I will also show you compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your own soil. God, you know, God gives them a good message here. What a wonderful message saying, don't be afraid of Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, he destroyed the city, but he's not going to destroy you because I'm going to be with you. This is a promise from God being delivered through Jeremiah. And further, there's, he says a lot more and you can read through it. It's really interesting. But I want to point out Jeremiah 42, verse number 19. And this is Jeremiah speaking here. He says, the Lord has spoken to you. O remnant of Judah, do not go into Egypt. You should clearly understand that today I have testified against you. So God told him, stay in the land. Don't be afraid. I'll take care of you. It's probably not going to be easy, but I'm going to relent concerning the calamity that I was going to bring upon you. I'm not going to, it's going to get easier with time. So don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't do the easy thing and run away to Egypt. Do not go into Egypt. They thought Egypt would be a place of protection, a place where they could go and be protected from King Nebuchadnezzar, protected from the king of Babylon. So God warns them, but he already knows what they're going to do. He warns them and says, don't go there. Their response Jeremiah chapter 43, their response in the next chapter, verse number two, you are telling a lie. So Jeremiah, the guy who's been preaching for 40 years and giving all these warnings and every one of them came to pass, they go to him and say, you're telling a lie. The Lord hasn't spoken to you and told you this. You're causing us some kind of problem. Telling a lie. These same people who said earlier, hey, whether it's unpleasant or pleasant, it doesn't matter. Whatever you say to do, we'll do it. It's a lie. Chapter four, you see the words, they did not listen. Well, actually, in my Bible, it doesn't say they did not listen, but it's the same word. It says, but they did, they did not obey the voice of the Lord to stay in the land of Judah. That word for obey, again there, it means it's the same word as listen. They did not listen to the voice of the Lord. On down in verse 7, and they entered the land of Egypt, for they did not listen. They did not obey the voice of the Lord. You think it's going to turn out well for them when they go into Egypt? You know, they... God says, you stay here, I'm going to bless you. Stay in, the, stay in the land, stay by Jerusalem, stay here in Judah. It's not going to be easy, but I'll bless you. I'll be with you. And they say, nope, I'm going to Egypt. God, I don't care what you said. They didn't listen to the voice of the Lord. They went to Egypt, and it turns out disastrous. They did not listen to the voice of the Lord. So they go from um, chapter, chapter 42, um, verse, verse, number, uh, verse number 5, 
they were saying, and actually it's verse number six, they said, we will listen to the voice of the Lord our God. And it could have been translated, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God. We will obey. We will listen. And now they get here and they did not listen. So the question comes, and that it happens this way all through scripture. There was an earlier passage about um, uh, one of the kings, I think it was Jehoiakim, had a scroll delivered to him, the word of God, delivered right to him. What did he do? Did he listen to it? Threw it in the fire. He burned the scroll. He did not listen. Now here's a remnant. They should have learned their lesson, but they did not listen. It's like that all through the Old Testament. How do they do this? They never learn their lesson. Well, the question comes, do we ever hear things and know what we're to do and we don't listen? Do we ever say we will listen to God? We'd all say, well, you know, we're here for a reason. Join in, uh, one another online for this worship. Keeping God as a priority in our lives, right? This is one of the things that we do as followers of Jesus as we get together to remember God, what he's done for his life on the cross for us. We do this every Sunday because it's so important. And in doing so, we're saying, God, you're the most important one in my life. And I'll do what you say. I will listen. Title, we will listen. The title of the lesson, we will listen. But do we ever not listen to God? The question uh, and the answer should be obvious. Yeah, because we're just like everybody else. But for us at Garrett Street, for me, here are some things that apply to me. And I hope you'll consider them too. What is God telling us that we don't listen to? Number one, you are the seed in thorny soil. Mark chapter four, Mark chapter four, verses 18 and 19, uh, just a little piece of the description or the explanation of the parable of the soils. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. You're that soil. We've talked about this a lot over the past few years. Our blessings from God, the things we count as blessings, they're often the things that keep us from really being devoted to God. The worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things, they choke us. They keep us from bearing fruit. What is God telling us that we don't listen to? You are afraid instead of trusting me. You are afraid of instead of trusting me. I think this is one of the things God tells us that we don't really listen to. And all of these are related. 
Um, I think you'll see that when I'm done here, this three, the three things on my list. You were afraid of instead of trusting me. So I'm going to read the, the words that we studied last week, last Sunday. Blessed is the man. This is Jeremiah chapter 17, verses seven and eight. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will be, it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. Jesus, when he wrote that parable, the soils might have been very well aware of uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 8, I think. There's some connections there. So let's listen to God because he warns us, don't be that seed in the thorny soil. And if you are, you know, if, you, if that connects with you, you better listen because he's saying you're that seed in thorny soil. You got to do something. You're afraid instead of trusting me. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. You need to trust me and do as I tell you to do. Even if it's pleasant or unpleasant, it doesn't matter. Just do. And then number three, you are not doing what you should be doing, what you must be doing. And I'll go to Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 and following. Matthew 10, 24 and following. This is our last passage and uh, the message will yours then a disciple is not above his teacher jesus talking here i guess i should note a disciple is not above his teacher nor above his master it is enough for the disciple that he become like the, his teacher and the slave like his master if they have called the head of the house beelzebul or the devil how much more will they malign the members of his household Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered in your ear, aim on the rooftops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men... I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me 
is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. What we should be doing, giving our lives fully to Christ, sharing, confessing his name before others, telling others the good news that is found only in Jesus Christ. That is what we should be doing. That's what we must do. We must bear fruit for the kingdom. Uh, it's very interesting to read through here. This um, this passage I just read, it sounds so warlike, doesn't it? It's like a conflict and war and you know, picking up a sword. You know, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Uh, in the, this isn't physical. It's a spiritual battle that we are to partake in. It is the force of good versus evil. And the only good force there is, is the force of Christ. So let us follow after him. Let us give our lives to him and let us do the things that he did. Let us share the truth with others, the truth about Christ. So there are a lot of people in our congregation that we're, a wonderful congregation filled with good, godly people who love Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and who sacrifice much for him. Um, and some of us have realized that, you know what, there's one thing that we lack, and that's this enthusiasm for sharing the good news and teaching others. And let us do this. Let us not be choked out the real fruit of God in our lives. Let us not have that choked out, but everything that we can do to teach someone else about Jesus, let us do it. Um, God warns us, if you're the seed in thorny soil, if you're afraid instead of trusting me, if you're not doing what you should be doing, he gives us warning and the question comes, will we listen? The things he calls us to are not pleasant. He indicates that. That's why we read Matthew chapter 10. The things aren't necessarily going to be pleasant when you start telling people about their sins and about the only solution to their sins, Jesus Christ. But they're the things that we say we will do. They're not easy, but let us do them. All to the church, that's the challenge to, to us as members of Christ Church. Um, and if there's anybody out there today listening that, that you hear uh, this message, I want you to know that the call to listen is extended to you also. Listen to the good news about Jesus, the Son of God who died for you to take your sins upon him on the cross. He is the only one who can save you. Salvation is found in no other name. So listen to that. Listen and hear the good news. Believe it. Repent of a life without him and jump into a life with him by confessing his name and being baptized into Christ Jesus for the remission of your sins and then to live as a new creation. That's the call to you. Will you listen? If there's anybody out there today that needs prayers, 
get a hold of me later. If there's anybody out there listening to the word of God and you know you need to give your life to Jesus, then get a hold of me later too. And this, we, we sing a song that is going to encourage you to respond and we'll sing that song right now. Please listen, please obey. Mm-hmm. 